We are live. I'm excited because I'm here with the legend, the Canadian Cajun late legend. The terror. Canadian. The Canadian. Or I think he's got that trademark. Um, Dr. Jed Snatic. Am I saying your last name right? Snatic? Don't, don't give me any static, just vote for Snatic. <laughs> Was that your grandpapa's slogan? No, that's along the way. So um, I'm stoked about this because uh, I've had the opportunity to spend some time with you over the past couple months. Almost like, man, it's been a minute. It's almost maybe six months now. But anyway. Um, it's almost like a father-son relationship. For sure. For sure. So we met. So we I'm met. son. Exactly. <laughs> so we, are, we started hanging out. I, I saw you come in with your leopard printed shirt going into Papa Nose. I'm like, I love it. <laughs> Dr. Ron that day. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's where it started? That's where it started, yeah. I mean, we probably jumped on the phone before, but that's when I met you. At oh, first. I mean, you went out for yeah. lunch together. Yeah. yeah. yeah I went out. Had some iced tea and some, oh, that was a blast. Um, so, obviously, your background, for those who don't know, you're a serial entrepreneur and uh, dentist by trade, but yes. dentrepreneur. I like that one probably more. Dentrepreneur. Dentrepreneur, yep. you've got. 30 years. Yeah. Coming up. Monster locations out there in Canada. Yep. Um, and looking to take this incredible idea nationwide um, in the United States and continue the legacy that your your last name has with Docs. Yes. Um, so so yeah, I guess kind of talk about that. What has that been like, and um, a little about your story. Well, it's a long story. Like I said, we're we're originally from Louisiana. We moved to Canada in seventy seventy one, uh, grade six there. Family business is medicine. Everybody in my family is a doctor or some or a nurse. Mm -hmm. uh, three generations, dad's a dentist. Decided to go down the old family trail and um, it's been good. It's, yeah. it's been real. Um, just always looking to make, make a move, trying to make, um, make myself a success in, in all kinds of aspects of business and finally about 20 years ago, I realized that I'm in the best business there is, medical business, mm -hmm. dental, health, health and life is, is a great business and it's a very rewarding business. So right. I finally uh, got my head out of my rear end and focused on medicine. And since then, it's been quite a success. Yeah. The biggest part of my success is, is just all based on efficiency. I find the, the medical model by nature is very inefficient. If you can streamline and put systems in place and get the people in there all working together, yep. you can provide um, such a superior experience and product and healthcare environment that people will actually heal and come come in and respect you, respect your time, you respect their time, they'll show up for their appointments and, and a lot of them will follow your direction. Yep. And all we are as doctors are, are teachers, as you know. Mm -hmm. and, that's probably the biggest solution to our healthcare problem is teaching people what we learned in school over seven to ten years as a doctor. So it's um, that's what is, is evolved into my vision. It is it's now called Life Path Wellness, mm -hmm. and it's basically a one-stop shop. Wound to tune, which would be a. a in Texas here, it'd be considered a bucky for your body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, you know, I'm a big fan, but it's, it's on the same wavelength that I operate on, right? It's all about, you come for one thing, it's just so easy and convenient to get everything else done there. To have your chart in one place, to have uh, t a team that understands uh, your needs and, and 
and addresses most of them all in one place. And literally the whole family can come there and separate and get everything done in a lot shorter amount of time. Mm -hmm. Why would you go anywhere else? Yeah, no, it's a brilliant idea. And kind of like what we've been thinking today with some stuff that you got on this board, it's pretty simple, yep. pretty simple concept. And just the but, first desk execute. It's, yeah, it's, the ideas are simple and everybody's got great ideas, but it's when you actually put it into place is when mm -hmm. ma magic happens. And that's a lot of people have a problem converting. And the usual problem is the people don't want to cooperate. Mm -hmm. So we build really high performance teams. That takes a lot of time, money, and energy, and, and it takes a lot of leadership. So you got to take one for the team. Yeah. And it's not always being the most uh, powerful person, the smartest person in the room. It takes empathy, it takes uh, patience, it takes understanding, and it just it takes working with people mm -hmm. and getting the most out of them. Yeah. Encouraging them to get the most out of themselves. So you do some pretty cool stuff with your team. I know um, I've seen some videos on it yep. that you all documented, but like y'all have almost Tony Robbins style events within your practice and in your businesses, yep. which is like so necessary. It's how did that start? Well, it's, it's always been kind of the family tradition. We've done all kinds of extracurricular activities, especially when it comes to catering and food right. and, and performing. Um, social functions, as in parties, mm -hmm. but uh, we, uh, we've evolved it over the years and refined it, I guess, and it's become part of the culture at Life Path, and, and the, probably the coolest part is a lot of it I didn't do anymore. It's all inspired by the team themselves, right. and different people take different roles and responsibilities, and they're, they're hosting it. So they've got buy-in, and they're taking the bull by the horn and basically driving my business. So I'm curious, there's huge. There had to be a time in your business whenever you're controlling everything. Is that true? Well, probably never. No. No. People will tell you I'm a control freak, but I don't I see that. The no. feathers from it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've got confidence in myself and in my teams, and I, I realize I'm limited on what I can add mm -hmm. and, and contribute. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a lot more powerful when I can develop a bunch of people with my skill yes. set. Yeah. Right. And, and, and share not only the vision, but the knowledge and the, and the skill set and tools for them to, to, to rock and roll. Yeah, that's right. one thing I've noticed. Yeah. Because you see so many people who are in business and that's what they do is they are control freaks. Yep. You know, they're trying to manage every single aspect and they don't really go anywhere. Or they, you know, it's a firecracker. I mean, it's just, it's to be honest, they, you know. I have an old saying that, and you'll know it when you see a person that is really in command. I say, you know, when you're the man, you don't have to tell anybody you're the man. Right. Everybody else will tell you. Right. You already know it before the right. man shows up. <laughs> yeah. You've heard about the man or the woman, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it goes both ways. Right? Yeah. But, but you got women that are superior leaders too. Right? Yeah, and you Just work with some strong women, and they're fun. They're great. I had the opportunity to hang out with them here in Houston, and I'm excited once this Corona deal dies oh, down. Yeah, they're. they're <laughs> They're really uh, jacked. They're fighting their way through it but, and doing what they can. But yeah, they look forward to um, sunnier days. So I'm curious with your success, and for those who don't know, that you have how many employees? At, at Between our operation, about 200. Yeah. And their crew, and headed for 500 like, right. within a year or two. Yeah. So I mean, you're, you're looking at opening multiple locations this year. Obviously, this whole thing is. is Put a little, uh, a little hump in the road. A little delay. Yep. Yeah, a little delay, but it's not going to stop the overall vision because it's not kind of these are forever businesses. Yeah, it's it's where opportunity meets preparation. So in yep. a lot of cases, this is this it's 
it's made the playing field even uh, more opportune for for someone like me. Right. So, so this the conditions is perfect. Better yes, than, exactly. It's a perfect start. Yeah. Yes. So such people right now, what are they? Who are they thinking? They're scared as hell. Yeah. They're fearful. I mean, you know, me and you talk about it all the time with the, the fact that me, people are freaking out, and sometimes they're just around people who are freaking out. And um, what yeah. about the people like you know yourself? How do you well, in this situation? I often I understand what's happening. I see it as much as I can. I think lack of knowledge is probably the biggest problem that we're going through right now. And again, I, I'm, I can see our way through this. I can see the fall. I can see next year. And it's a big learning experience, right? It's we're not gonna have as much loss of life that everybody's predicting. It's good that they're um, beating the, the war drums, but I don't think at the end of the day it's gonna be that significant or that detrimental as they would. Some people would have you believe, especially the media. Right. But what I do see and what I'm uh, taking notes on is right now is, is what are the natural ways to to deal with the next one? Mm -hmm. What can we learn from this one, and what can we put into play? and rehearse for the next one because you know there's another one coming. For sure. And another one behind that one. We've been dealing with these for millions of years. So. Right, right. So instead of everybody uh, doing the Chinese fire drill, mm -hmm. no pun intended, but <laughs> instead of doing that in the future one, I think everybody goes to their stations almost like we rehearse what are mustard points in Canada where we go to when, when, the, when, the, when the, you know what hits the fan. Right. Everybody take to their stations and everybody knows their roles and let's execute. Yeah. It reminds Let's get the information out. Let's empower the people with the what to do list and what not to do. Yeah. And this should be organized um, uh, healing or survival instead of uh, uh, frantic, total frantic confusion. Yeah. It's just so inefficient. Yeah. Remember. Yeah. My whole business model and my whole life is about efficiency. Mm -hmm. Minimal amount of effort. <laughs> do the same thing. Right. Yeah. And that's what's it's exciting in this time because I feel like the whole healthcare industry is about to be flipped. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 um they were looking for a disruptor, the virus threw one in their lap, we have no other choice. Right. And telemedicine's gonna be a big one out of this one. Yep. Remote patient monitoring. It, it's basically the technology is finally gonna catch up. Yep. Or or the, the, the DRs are gonna catch up with the technology mm -hmm. because these a lot of them were fighting it, they were still in the nineteen hundreds. Yep. Uh, they just got um, thrown into the digital age and uh, it's going to be a lot more efficiencies right across the board yeah. in that result. And uh, the healthcare crises will still be a crisis moving forward, but it will be, there won't be a shortage of doctors. They'll be that much more efficient coming out of this, mm -hmm. out of this uh, pandemic. And, and you're seeing it already, like you look on the news and you see people, you see Trump up there talking about telemedicine, talking about CPT codes and insurance, and now in Canada, what do they do? They'll they did the same thing, right? Put in codes and yeah, telemedicine's a go just on the fly. It is where um, um, invention is the mother of necessity. And they had to, to think outside the box and the uh, first logical was to, remember that old Skype thing everybody had been using every yep. now and then for yep. a while? Probably one of the greatest things of all time, Star Trek from way back in, in your house, on your internet, how much easier can it be? Yeah, and you know, people are not, people, probably they know about remote patient monitoring and for sure telemedicine that's more popular but it is a lot easier I was talking to my mom this morning about it saying hey you know she's got a, a, her pain doc is talking to her saying would you be open to this yeah. you know because 
You do most of it from home. On the app I'm on, every every day at like 7.30, they text me, they'll be taking your medis- medication. Mm-hmm. I've got to actually go to it and click on it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes lie to it, because I haven't, but I have to do something or else it'll keep prompting me. Right. It's pretty hard for me to forget about, oh, I didn't take my medicine today. Right. Because this, this app and the software is taking care of the job. So wow. It's that much more efficient, it's the future. Yeah. And, and uh, another one on the remote patient monitoring, it's probably not for everybody per se, but definitely the 20% of the people that have chronic diseases like diabetes or COPD, have lung problems or, or they're 400 pounds uh, obese, they, they have health issues and they're typically the ones that, that wind up in the emergency rooms and in the hospital and they're the ones that tax the system. Mm-hmm. So to have a the internet, the software, the apps that are monitoring their vitals and prompting them to take better care of their health. Their, their kids are watching the app, the app's prompting their kids. Yep. When, they're, when, they're, when their parameters get out of whack. Uh, and, and their nurse, uh, it's just like everybody else in the world, when, when people are watching your health, now it's pretty hard to neglect it. Mm-hmm. When your little phone keeps chirping and telling you to look after your, your health, it's a pretty big reminder, it's a pretty big prompter. You may not do it for yourself, but you might do it for your kids, right? Right. But at the end of the day, uh, who better to have a, a dashboard on, like you would have on your car, a mm-hmm. fuel gauge, mm-hmm. a, a Oil. temperature gauge, yep. air pressure from your tires, who better to have uh, gauges on than people that are 20% of the population that have a poor health for whatever oh. reason, right. or lifestyle choices or whatever, or some, some of them just genetically or just luck of the draw. But who better or who better served to help with the tax system uh, than these people mm-hmm. as a preventative measure and saving heart attacks, saving strokes, yeah, yeah. saving diabetic comas, saving all these different things that you can save. So you still might have them, but if you sit there got a little watch that's going off, your app's going off on your phone, your kids are texting you because your blood pressure's been up for four days, it's a better system. Yeah. It's a better healthcare system. And it brings people together too. It's a community effort. It's just, it's... It's knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's easy to keep driving that that car when you don't realize the tire is blown out or or the motor's overheat. Right. You don't know what it tells you. You have no clue. In this case, it's your your actual heart. or your lungs, your oxygen levels are down for like multiple days, you're tired and feel sick. Right. You drop below 80% uh, oxygen levels. Right. Your butt needs to get to the hospital. Especially with this whole, this whole COVID and, going and, around. And typically it's easy to neglect until you, you pretty well can't walk and now you're doing a 911 in the emergency room. Mm-hmm. And you could have seen that training for, for a week typically when it happens. Right. And, and prevented the, uh, the, big, mm-hmm. the big drama before it happens. Right, right. So how do you see this influencing your concept um, in Canada, oh, the States, a, Mexico? It's a uh, marriage made in heaven. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It complements what we do. It, it helps our helps us provide a higher level of service, and it also makes the doctor themselves more efficient. Remember, most of their visits are for, for sick people, right? Right. 20% of people are really, really, really hard on the system, right? Hmm. Their lifestyle or their their uh, poor luck of the draw to have the, these health health issues it is what taxes the system, and they're, they're constantly coming at you, even in dentistry. It's the same people that keep coming in really? by waves, 
and that's what what, what uh, log jams the system. If we can keep those guys healthy or more aware of where they're at at all times, and their family and their doctor, mm -hmm. it's gonna stop a lot of very very expensive events and a lot of morbidity. So 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 got one more question. Okay. Um, what do you see uh, COVID? And like right now, I know you're not just taking a vacation because of everything going on. You're working, and I've seen it. So, what are you doing currently to push this this uh, needle forward? Well, mostly I'm observing and thinking and processing what what all's going on in real time, from the TVs to the net to to working with with Emergy Group and MD Box Group. Mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Ron here in Houston, mm -hmm. and my crew uh, in and out from Canada, mm -hmm. and trying to orchestrate uh, supporting these guys through this, this crisis and, and learn all the different kinds of testing, the mask issues, the, and, and looking at getting uh, supplies through the chain to my people up there and also to help facilitate for the South here. Right. To help get through this crisis. Yeah. That's yep. what you do when you're in healthcare. Yeah, that's true. You're on the front line. You help people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I can do just as much good here as I can in Canada. Um, uh, this is access. Houston's the epicenter of health in the world. So if there's a lot of answers here. I'm just trying to find them. Absolutely. So people can find you on Life Path Wellness. You're going to see a lot more of you, I feel like, soon, maybe in the well, next week or so. Texas is why we sit here for the next five years. And, and Texas and try and help build a better medical system right here in Texas and mm -hmm. who better in the world to do it with. Of course I'll be uh, command and control of Lake Charles. Mm -hmm. My hometown will build a uh, prototype there also mm -hmm. and probably the mothership there for the training and everything else for the for the fleet mm -hmm. of, of offices that we open up in Texas. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to disrupt or build a new medical system anywhere on the planet, I'm biased. I grew up 30 miles from here, but right. Texas is where you would do it. It's the most uh, willing and acceptable and, and probably the most, uh, what's the word? Open. Open to uh, a, a healthcare revolution. Mm -hmm. If you're going to do it anywhere on the planet, I, I would do it in Texas. Love it. I'm biased, but it's Texas. I am too. Yeah. And just so, so everyone knows, just in case they're looking at this and they're like, why are these guys too close? You know, it's COVID. We both been tested. We're fine. We're good. We're not that close. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I know this won't be the, the last time, but I, I'm excited to, to continue this conversation. Oh, yeah. This is good energy. Yeah. So um, thanks for your time. Take it back. Okay.